Welcome to From Numbness to Fulfillment podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Miazza. My goal here is to help you feel alive, love your life and enjoy it to the fullest. I believe we are all unique pieces in the big puzzle. And the only way we can truly and fully enjoy the benefits and life that belonging brings is if we are not cut, painted and shaped like any other piece. By becoming our best self, not only our relationship with ourselves and others improve, but we are also helping them do the same, like a lighthouse lighting their way home. For this, we'll use powerful breakthrough tools, insights and research that I discovered in my own journey from a very disconnected self to who I am today. So if you feel kind of unplugged from life, from who you truly are, or lost or stuck, and you want to not only know, but become the best wholehearted version you can be, I am so here for you. And I promise, with every single episode, you'll feel free, empowered, and more you than ever before, so you can get the reins of your life back. So grab a cup of your favorite drink, get comfortable, and come join me every Wednesday, right there in that sweet spot of the week, to pave your path from numbness to fulfillment. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of From Numbness to Fulfillment. I'm your host, Jordana Meata. You know, every time I create an episode, there is a whole list of things that I want to talk right after. Ten days ago, I created a list for the whole year. Yeah, the topics for each episode for 2021. And guess what? After each episode... Because there are so many things I want to share with you. I keep adding and adding and adding and changing the topics from the plan I created less than two weeks ago, which is great. I have so many things to share with you so you can live a life you love every day. And, and that is super exciting. I just keep coming back to that. <laughs> Today, I want to talk about something I've been telling you for quite some time that one day I was going to talk about, and that is unconditional love. How do you feel when I say that? Do you believe it exists? Or it's a very romantic idea but not real? Is it possible to have or feel love without conditions? What are the beliefs triggered in you when you listen these two words together? Let's talk about what love is and then we'll go into the unconditional part. First off, if you're new to this podcast, if this is your first time here, welcome to the family. We love having you here. Click that subscribe button right there on the app that you're listening from so you'll never miss out and get notified every time a new episode comes, as well as giving a rating and review so more people can know about this and they too can live a fulfilling life. So, love is many things. It's a feeling. Is this intangible thing we declare to each other? We use it to describe things that excite us and people that we care for. So it's a noun, a verb, an adjective. It's everything. It's the big majestic energy force that nurtures everything and everyone in the universe. Sounds a bit much? We use its name every day, many times even. Love. I love you. I love this. So corny, so obvious, so overused, some may say. More even so overused that it lost its meaning. 
but did it? Did you say it or receive it so many times that when you truly mean it, now there's absolutely no difference? There is, isn't it? I'm thinking about romantic movies and how people watch them like, oh, this is so not real life. Could be true for some. Still, we hope, we wait, we desire that feeling, that deep feeling that conquers all. Does it though? <laughs> Do you know what romantic comedies are to me? Meditation. What? Yeah. <laughs> My husband always says, but you already know that this person will end up with this other one, right? To what I say, of course, and it better be. I'm watching it just for that because of its predictability. You see, I don't have to think. I don't have to decipher or guess or pay attention to signs and all that. So my mind can easily go to sleep while my love for love grows. And because my mind is resting, the thoughts are too. And I have nothing filtering that, trying to water it down or refuse it altogether. Although... I have to say something about predictability in movies. All movies, and I'm going to make a big statement here, (laughs) all movies are predictable. Well, except Memento, maybe. But that guy didn't remember his own name even, so he had to tattoo everything on his body. So that one's out. But let's explore horror movies. So the character keeps doing over and over again things you wouldn't do in real life out of basic common sense. So they, of course, get butchered by the monster slash villain slash psycho there. And even they solve the case in the end, the dead guy always opens his eyes in the last scene, no matter how many gunshots he received. Talking about what's probable or not in real life. So moving on, action movies. Yes, I know, marines and super amazingly trained people exist in the world. But one guy over 50 against an entire international terrorist group. It's a bit of a stretch, don't you think? Have you seen Taken or Mission Impossible? Great movies, of course, but all predictable. So so now you know the conversation I have with my husband when he tries to bring logic and common sense into romantic comedies. (laughs) Anyway, going back to love, let's move on to the part of the phrase that triggers most people, and that is, Unconditional. That means, of course, without condition. Now, what are conditions? Well, the dictionary definition of the noun condition, in this case, is agreed limit or an arrangement that must exist for something else to happen. In other words, is an only if. So, it's something that both parties agree on in order for the relationship to work. It's like The relationship will work only if these rules are respected. I will go to the party with you only if you take that ridiculous shirt. Or we will be together as long as we respect each other. And so on. Like a contract. If I don't respect the conditions on the contract, then the agreement is over. It's a very simplistic way, but that's pretty much it. So it's love unconditional for you. And now you may be thinking that is a no-no. No, 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 no. Or, well, almost never, except with my kids. Of course, that is unconditional love, right? Still, conditions could apply, depending on the parents. Like the fine print you wish you would have read. 
But we feel that way towards any relationship. So let's unravel this a bit more. What makes us think that way? That love cannot possibly be unconditional? Well, we are thinking of the many things that cause pain. The kind of pain that breaks relationships, right? Now, is this pain because of love having conditions? Would you be able to feel pain if you didn't care about that person? Um, let's talk about something more specific as an example, like cheating. Mm. Ooh, that's a big one, right? So let's make it simple. Is that not being sexually involved with other person a condition to the feeling love for the other? No. And you may be, what? Let me explain. The pain that happens after someone cheated on you has nothing to do with the conditions of your love. Because if feeling love would have to do with complying to rules or conditions, there wouldn't be pain. Pain is not the absence of love. That would be indifference. The fact that there is pain shows that there is love. And that hurts. It hurts because you care. It hurts because you cannot stop loving that person just because that person hurt you. No matter how much you want it. No matter how much you want to stop that love. You can't. Pain can only exist in the presence of love. Just like courage can only exist in the presence of fear. If there is no fear, there is no need for courage. Courage cannot exist as it means feel the fear and do it anyway. Be brave and confident to do what you're scared of doing. Love and pain are the same. If there wasn't love, there wouldn't be pain. We would just um, disconnect from that person and move on. We simply wouldn't care anymore. That'd be great, right? Like. Whenever somebody hurts us, then we say, okay, bye-bye, I'm plugging. But we don't. We, we can't do that. So that's a simple and really hard evidence that love is unconditional. Am I losing you here? If so, follow me a bit more just so you can see where I'm going with this. Think of, um, think of any person or heck, think of all the people in your life that hurt you. Do you still feel pain when you remember, when they come to mind? Think of all relationships, not only romantic. So it could be with a family member or a friend. If it still hurts, then you still care. You still feel love for that person. Yes. <laughs> you may be saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying yes. <laughs> If it doesn't hurt, then one of two things could have happened. One, you simply just stopped caring. That's indifference. So there you go. No love. Okay, fair enough. Or the other option is that you were able to get through that pain and found peace with it. And notice that I didn't say make peace with it. It's not accepting the pain and recognizing it will be there forever. Found peace with it is understanding the cause, understanding what need of yours was not met and found peace in your heart, dissolved it. So you're at peace with it. And that is an act of love in itself, love towards yourself and to understand why that happened. So maybe you can do better next time. And love towards 
the other person trying to understand them. So going back, if love doesn't put conditions, as it doesn't stop when someone crosses the line towards one of our agreed conditions, then what does? Where do we put the conditions, really? We blame love, but love is not to blame. What is then? Do we put them in the relationship? So if the relationship is this way, I want it. If not, then I don't. Is that it? It's like a tantrum for things going our way that causes us pain. Is it immaturity? Is it out there in the relationship? Is it external to us? Of course, each relationship is different and its members agree on the rules for how it will work. But there is another reason for that conditioning. And that is how we expect the other person to behave. Not only because of the rules we agreed, but because we just simply expect things from the other person without even knowing that we are doing that. We do. If the conditions rely not only in the agreement between the parts, but also are in our expectations, then that would mean that they are inside of us, that we control a part of the conditioning towards a relationship that will make or break the relationship. So if you feel pain because someone hurt you, know that you still care for that person. You still love that person. So it's not love that hurts you, meaning that love always hurts. And because you don't want ever to be hurt again, then you will never look for love because love is not to blame. And even though the rules for the relationship to work were broken, try to see a bit further. What about my expectations towards this person? Are they realistic or completely ridiculous and unrealistic? Many people start a relationship not realizing that they are having unrealistic expectations towards the other person. Like thinking that this person doesn't cook, but once we get married, have some kids, then they will learn. Or he or she is not that affectionate, but once we fall in love much more deeply, then they will. Now, is it possible that the person learns to cook and cook like a chef coming from zero cooking? Yeah, yes, it's possible. He could develop a passion for cooking or simply learn because he or she wants. But is it probable? Not likely. Or maybe something like 10% versus 90% out of simple common sense. And that's the same with the other example. Is it possible that a person that's not affectionate somehow becomes out of the blue affectionate? Yeah. Yes, it could happen. Could be that they never been in love before or that they were never in a relationship. Um, so eventually, with love, with being super deeply in love, they will feel the need of being more affectionate. But is it probable? Well, it depends on how affectionate you want them to be. If it's buying you flowers for some valentines, then I would say that would be probable, yeah? Even out of knowing that you like it. But affectionate, like the need to show affection constantly out of the need to show it to you because of the love he or she has for you. No. 
no out of common sense, of course. We're always talking that there is possible. There are always possibilities, right? But I'm talking about the need for us to fill in the blanks because when we meet someone or when we start a relationship or when we, yeah, whatever we do, we always have blank spaces. And of course, we fill them with whatever we want them to be, right? So if I want affectionate people, then if I don't know, I will probably say, yeah, it's affectionate. Yes, yes, yes. Not as much as I would like, but yes. And in the back of our heads, we always have this expectation that they will change, that they will be what we put in that blank space, right? But that is not seeing the real person, is it? So as you can see, when we start pulling the thread bit by bit, we start feeling better. We heal the pain. First by acknowledging that it's not a lack of love that makes or made the relationship struggle. And then um, by recognizing that is not only the rules we agreed upon that could affect the relationship, but also, and I would say more even those that the previous are our own expectations towards the other person. And that is so empowering because that means we have the control over that. You can go back and evaluate if your expectations were realistic or not. And if they weren't, then you can choose to see, truly see the person in front of you for what it is instead of what you want them to be. That means that there is a door open to improve that relationship by knowing that love is still there and that you put without knowing unrealistic expectations. So you can now remove those and try again, this time really seeing the other person. And even if you don't want to try again or can't for any reason, you can find peace by knowing that it wasn't all crap and that you do feel love for the other person and most probably them for you. And that there was a part you played in the conditions that affected the relationship. So you can learn and do better next time. I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share it if you enjoyed it. Think about always one person you care about in your life and send them this link. Why not maybe that person you were thinking about in this exercise that we just did? If you want to do that, then there is a link in the show notes, but I will say just real quick, that is wave, W-A-V-V-E dot link forward slash F-N-T-F. Because you have the power and you know this, you have the power to motivate and help transform somebody else's life today. I always say one act of kindness a day. So maybe this is it and this is free. So you can do it right now and help someone that needs it. Let me know if you're implementing all these things in your life. Take a screenshot of your phone and tag me on Instagram. That's at jordana.meatza or you can send me an email with a lovely message or whatever you want to share with me to jordana at fromnumbnesstofulfillment.com. Click that subscribe button if this is your first time here so you can be notified on the latest and most powerful tools and insights I gathered from the greatest hearts in the world. So you can live a life of fulfillment, meaning and completely in tune with who you are. And leave a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode. When you do that, it helps spread the message to more and more people. So if you believe in the power of 
oneness and true connection and find your wholeness, then join our community and help spread the message. I am so grateful for you. I say that every time, but I want to say it again. And I will say it again over and over and over again, because it takes courage. It takes moving out of your comfort zone. It takes balls or ovaries or whatever you want to call it. It takes a part of you wanting to grow, wanting to change, wanting to feel better, wanting to do better, wanting to be wherever you want to be in order for that to happen. So thank you so much for for listening today, for being brave in your journey and keep looking, keep growing, keep being more and more you every day. We need more people come alive to truly live heaven on earth. And like I always say, to see the big picture in order to feel oneness, to, to, to see oneness, we need to each of us be ourselves, not somebody else, not what somebody else wants from us, nor what we think that we need to be, that we have to be. No, no, no. You, your true self. That's who we want for the world. So let's keep spreading love, kindness, empathy and fun all over the world. I'll come back next week to give you more ways to go from numbness to fulfillment. Have a lovely week. Bye-bye.